Radio. So we've heard these last several Sundays from this chapter 6 of John's Gospel, all regarding the Eucharist. And Jesus, in today's Gospel, very clearly links the Eucharist with salvation. He says, I tell you most solemnly, if you do not eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you will not have life in you. Anyone who does eat my flesh and drink my blood has eternal life, and I shall raise him up on the last day. So whenever Jesus prefixes something by saying, I tell you most solemnly, or sometimes it's truly, truly, we know that we've got to take notice of what he's saying. So this is important. If we don't consume the Eucharist, we will not have life within us. So the obvious question that might come to our minds, particularly if we're not Catholics, is, well, what happens to us then? Or what happens to my non-Catholic relatives, or at least perhaps not Orthodox relatives? So the Orthodox Church also has valid sacraments, and hence a valid sacrament of the Eucharist. What do we say about them then? I think it's helpful in that regard to look at what the church teaches regarding salvation. So what does the church teach about what is necessary to enter into heaven, enter into eternal life? So the document Lumen Gentium, which is um, all about the church, it's a dogmatic constitution on the church, says this in paragraph 16 of its document. It says, those also can attain to salvation who through no fault of their own do not know the gospel of Christ or his church, yet sincerely seek God and moved by grace, strive by their deeds to do his will as it is known to them through the dictates of conscience. So those who do not know the gospel of Christ, perhaps not at all, or perhaps not the full gospel of Christ, but yet seek God and moved by his grace, strive to do his will as it is known to them through their conscience, can be saved. Of course, when we say conscience, we mean a conscience which is formed, because if conscience just means whatever I want to do, whatever I think, then that's just subjective judgment. That's just personal opinion. But if we're talking about a conscience which is formed, which is honestly cooperating with God's grace, then we've, we've captured what the church means by that. So salvation in a nutshell really depends on the light which God gives to each one of us. And that's why it's very important for us to be honest with God. Be honest what God is saying to us, because... If we know what the right thing to do is, for example, if we knew that the Eucharist is the Eucharist and we didn't bother to receive it, then we would be basically saying to God, no to eternal life. Yes, I believe God, but I don't really think it's necessary. Well, we would be trying to arrange salvation on our terms and not God's. So we have to obey our conscience. We have to be honest with God, we have to respond to the light which God gives us. 
And people are very good at underlining you know, that possibility of salvation for those who don't know Christ, don't know his church. But we often ignore what the church says just after this quotation. So in the same paragraph, the church says this. But often men, deceived by the evil one, have become vain in their reasonings and have exchanged the truth of God for a lie, serving the creature rather than the creator. Or some there are who, living and dying in this world without God, are exposed to final despair. So often, the church says, often men deceived by the evil one. That's what the evil one is trying to do. His basic plan is to stop us from reaching heaven, to stop us achieving salvation. And what's the first result of his deception? Have become vain in their reasonings. I can't tell you the amount, the amount of clever people I've spoken to who wrap themselves in so many kind of complicated arguments, all which kind of result in, and I don't have to do anything. I don't have to convert. I don't have to turn away from my sins. I'm comfortable the way I am. And they exchange the truth of God for a lie. Again, that lack of honesty. Serving the creature rather than the creator. So ultimately, their obedience is not to God, but to other people. So we don't want to upset anyone. And so we do what's going to be acceptable. But we live in very wicked times. Times where the devil is very active, seeking to divide and to destroy. And so there's no reason for us to think that everybody is marching into heaven with no problems. Quite the opposite, in fact. And I was very conscious about this recently as I was reading articles about the revelations of abuse that have come out in the USA, in the Catholic Church, and particularly the abuse which has happened in the hierarchy, and those in the hierarchy, bishops and priests who covered over um, awful things, awful things, which meant that many innocent people got hurt. So it's us, particularly in the leadership, priests, bishops, cardinals who need to take the church's teaching on salvation very seriously because also we have been given great responsibility. We have people in our care who depend on us. And so more than anyone else, it's the cardinals, the bishops and the priests need to really wake up to watch what the church teaches and what Jesus himself teaches about salvation. And what's the solution to this? What's the solution to the evil which we're surrounded by both in and outside of the church? Well, it's the solution which is always the solution, which is to become holy, to become saints. Because St. Paul also says to the Ephesians, this may be a wicked age, but your lives should redeem it. Our lives should redeem this wicked age. We can't make anyone else's choices for them, but we can make our own choices. We can choose to do the right thing. We can choose the path of holiness. So it's our lives, yours and mine, that are the answer to any problems in the church 
any problems in conveying this message of salvation to the whole world. It's our quest for holiness which is necessary above all else. Saint Catherine of Siena once famously said, Be who God meant you to be, and you will set the world on fire. Be who God meant you to be, and you will set the world on fire. And that's so true. That destiny that God has given to us is what will change the world. And we can become saints. We can, if we believe in God's promises, and we believe in the power of the Eucharist which is God's own life, God's own life, which he desires to pour into us constantly. So let's remember, no matter how bad things get, no matter how difficult the news is that we hear or read, that our choice to follow Christ is the all-important one, our personal decision to say yes to him. As a free, not-for-profit service, Cradio requires the support of people like you to help keep us going in our mission. To donate, visit cradio.org.au slash donate.